1: Welcome to the Ziggler Inspire Podcast. Ziggler Inspire Podcast. Hi there, I'm Blake Lindsay. I want to welcome you to the Zig Ziggler Inspire Podcast. Today is truly a special treat for me. Some of you who know of Mr. Ziggler's reputation understand that he always checks his work. To make sure it is physiologically sound, psychologically sound, and spiritually sound. Today, Zeke will be sharing some of the scriptures he uses to support his message and philosophy. You may hear a story or two that you've heard Zig tell before, but this time with biblical references. I think it is interesting to see where Mr. Ziegler's philosophy comes from. I know you'll enjoy this timeless clip.
2: Now, talking about the gospel, how many of you read your Bible every day this week? Can I see your hands, please? How many of you believe everything that's in this Bible? Okay. How many of you read the newspaper every day this week? Can I see your hands? All right. How many of you believe everything that's in the newspaper? Can I see your hand? How many of you are spending more time reading what you don't believe than you're spending reading what you do believe? <laughs> Isn't that fascinating? One of those little simple little ironies of truth. Yeah, it sure is. Well, I've had an absolutely incredible week. As you know, it was my happy birthday week on uh, last Thursday. Uh, A lot of exciting things happened. Number one, the Redhead renewed my contract. They gave me quite an extension on it, so that's exciting. Uh, Number two, I got lots of nice things, got to see all of my family. I got to play nine holes of golf for the first time in a long time. And among my gifts was a little book here on golf, which I found to be very fascinating. Um, uh, Governor George Duke Megan says that the difference between golf and government is that in golf, you can't improve your life. (laughs) the difference between golf and tennis is that in tennis you want to kill the other player in golf you just want to kill yourself okay and the reason the pro tells you to keep your head down is so you can't see him laughing (laughs) and finally hacker what do you think i should do about my game Pro. Well, first I'd take a day off, then quit for six months, then give it up entirely. Well, uh, <laughs> sounds like pretty good advice to me. Now. This is lesson number two in winning with a balanced life. And I really hope you took me seriously when I encourage you to, to bring your notepads along with you. Uh, I use, as I've said before, this type of notepad. And for a long time, every time I attend a Sunday school class or a sermon, I always take it with me. It's a wonderful resource to go back and look things up. Our first lesson was what is success? The second lesson today is employment security in a no-job security world. We hear an awful lot about uh, that very subject, so let's take a look at it. But I know that for many in this class, if it's not existing at this moment, it will exist and has existed at times in your past. Where success is not your objective, survival is your objective. We all have had those times in our life, and if we have it, I don't want to be negative, but I will say that that is on the way. That's part of life. I'll show you a picture of life a little later on. Now, for some people, they say uh, that, you know, well, it's a little too late for me. One of my favorite little stories, and I tell it frequently, is of uh, the 55-year-old lady that called me on a radio talk show. And uh, she was almost crying. She said, Mr. Ziegler, I'm 55 years old. It is too late for me. I've never done anything with my life, and it's all over. I said, Ma'am, how old did you say you were? She said, I'm 55, and it's too late for me. I said, Ma'am, you're just a spring chicken. I said, As a matter of fact, does your mama know where you are? <laughs> <laughs> she got tickled. And once you get a person to laughing, uh, then they're open uh, to a change in their thinking. Now, folks, let me say this again just as strongly uh, as I can, uh, that uh, I believe that you make a mistake if you don't take notes. Why does God repeat himself so many times in the Bible? Why does he repeatedly say the same thing? It's because he understands us, because he knows us. He created us. He knows that we are slow learners. He knows that a lot of people fit in the same category I am in. I have a brilliant memory. It's just awful short. Now, that's the category that an awful lot of people fit in. Now, how many of you, and let's kind of see how do we go about getting all of those things, how many of you consider yourself to be honest and at least reasonably intelligent? Can I see your hands, please? Okay. A couple of hands didn't go up. Let me, uh, let, let me ask you, was it the honesty part or the intelligence part that, uh, <laughs> uh, that got to you? Well, anyhow... How many of you uh, honest, intelligent people, as a general rule, get more work done on the day before you go on vacation (laughs) as you normally get done in two or three days? Can I see your hands, please? All right. Now, let me ask you a question and listen to the whole question. How many of you believe that if you can learn why, this is true, and how to make it happen every day, if you did that every day without, hear the rest of the question, without working any harder and without working any longer, How many of you believe that uh, that would be a magnificent contribution to life, that you would be more rewarded yourself, that your family would be better off, your company would be better off, the community would be better off, and God, particularly for those who tithe, would also be better off? Can I see your hand? No, don't misunderstand. Not that he needs our money, but we need to give it for our benefit, not his benefit. Though he does tell us in Malachi 3.10, the only place in the Bible where God tells us to challenge him. Trust me now, saith the Lord of hosts, and bring your tithes into the storehouse, and see if I will not open the gates of heaven and pour out a blessing which you cannot even receive. One translation says... I will send you so many blessings that you'll throw up your hand and say, Oh, no, Lord, that's enough. I can't handle any more. Now, that's in the Bible. Now, let's take a look then and, and see if we can find out why and how it is that we get so much more done on that day before we go on vacation. Now, understand you have already said you're an honest and intelligent human being. I encourage you to write each of these words down. And as I verbalize the words, put by the side of that word an A or an S. Is this an attitude or is this a skill? Because it's very important. Honesty and intelligence. Are they attitudes or are they skill? Now, how many of you then, on the night before, the day before vacation, got out a little sheet of paper and said, You know, I got a lot of things to do tomorrow. Man, I got to remember to do this and this and this. How many of you did that? Can I see your hands, please? All right. Now, we call that goal setting, all right? Now, let's take a, a look here at a, at a couple of things concerning this as we go into uh, goal setting. Why is that important? I have the privilege of doing the large public seminars with a lot of the celebrities, the presidents, and the generals, and all that kind of good stuff. Now, we have large crowds. We survey the crowds, and here's what we know. We know in the crowds that we've got psychiatrists and truck drivers. We know that we've got college professors and students. We have civil service workers in the military. We have entrepreneurs, salespeople, household executives, we got the whole crowd. And what they have said is this, and what we've discovered, is that those who have a goals program, everybody's got goals. You know, the alcoholic has a goal. The drug addict has a goal. You had a goal to get here this morning, rain or shine. And uh, fortunately, it's raining. And the reason it's so fortunate, it cleans out the atmosphere, and God's out there busy washing our cars, I mean, and watering the grass, doing the whole smear while we're in here, nice and warm and dry and comfortable, okay? Now, the people who have goals on average earn $7,411 a month. Goals programs. Those who do not have a goals program earn an average of $3,397 a month. Well, then twice as much if you have a goals program. Now, I'm just going to talk about a one-day goal. This is not a goals program. Somewhere down the road, we'll be getting into a complete goals program. And then you got organized. In other words, you said, well, now, I got this list of stuff I got to do, but some things are more important than others. So I'm going to put this one first, and this is going to be, oh, man, I got to get there. Oh, yeah, I don't want to forget this. I'd encourage you to make one exception to that. Put the most objectionable, the most disagreeable, the nastiest, meanest, ugliest thing you gotta do, put it first. If you gotta go give Charlie some horrible news and Charlie's filth on the list, you know what you're doing? You finish number one and, well, I gotta talk to Charlie. You finish number two, well, uh, you know, I gotta talk to Charlie. You finish number three, I gotta talk to Charlie. Yeah, get him out of there. Solve that one quickly as this old boy down home would say, friend, if you're gonna have to swallow a frog, you just don't wanna look at that sucker too long. I mean, he ain't going to get no prettier, you can. a matter of fact, he's going to get uglier, okay? Then you accepted responsibility to get the job done. This is my job. If I don't do it, somebody else will have to do it. It is my responsibility. Then you make the commitment to do it. Now, the minute you do that, you are now thinking as a self-employed person. Which you must always do because if you don't think as a self-employed person, you will eventually become an unemployed person. It doesn't make any difference who signs the paycheck. You really do work for yourself. You, They they sign the name, but you determine ultimately the security and the amount of that check by your performance. It is up to you, as we will see. Next day, you got there not only on time, but maybe even a few minutes early. And the minute you got there, you really got busy. You didn't look around and say, whoa, I wonder what I ought to do now. You got a plan of action, ladies and gentlemen. And then uh, you were optimistic that you could get it done. I was talking this morning. Half of us get here optimistic. Half of us get here either in neutral or in pessimistic. You'll be pleased to know that the 1828 Noah Webster Dictionary does not have the word pessimistic or pessimist in it. That's an invention of our modern terminology. Words do change. Now, optimism was in it. So this is something that's kind of self-induced over a period of time. Our natures might lean in one direction, but we choose the way we want to go by the way we choose what goes in our mind. For example, uh, if the last thing you watch in the evening is the evening news, and it might not always be good news, and the last thing on your mind when you go to bed is the bad news that you've been hearing to listen to a good gospel tape. Last night we were listening again to Bill Gaither and to listen to those good, beautiful gospel tapes, you know, and God's love is being poured into your mind. You sleep better. You dream differently. You wake up more refreshed, more optimistic, because the last thing that goes in your mind is generally what the mind dwells on during the course of the evening. Your enthusiasm uh, is great when you're there on that day before vacation. You're highly motivated. Now I'm one of these people that uh, my nature is in that direction. You know, I'm the kind of guy that take my last two dollars and buy a money belt with it. That's the way I'm put together. Uh, I'd go after Moby Dick Robo and take the tartar sauce with me. Now, you decisively move from one task to the other. When you finish one, and this is a critical thing, because when you finish a task, if you now I'm not talking about running, I'm not talking about working harder or longer. But when you move with purpose, you're not as likely, by any stretch of imagination to be interrupted by somebody else. How many of you have noticed that people with nothing to do as a general rule, want to do it with you? Can I say your hands, please are oh, right Now. How many of you had paper routes when you were kids? Let me ask you a question. Did you deliver them alphabetically or geographically? You see, the interesting thing is, as youngsters, we learned you got to have a plan of action. Isn't it strange that when we get a little older, unless we have a plan, we'll work over here a little bit, and then we'll come over here and do something, and then we'll go over here and do something, and then we'll go over here and do something. At the end of the day, our productivity is way down, and we say, boy, I don't know what happened to the day. Well, you're on a trip during the day generally what happens to it. This will save you five minutes here, eight minutes there, 12 minutes there. End of the day, you've got a minimum of an extra hour, and each hour is more productive, okay? This week, think
1: about the ideas Mr. Ziegler expressed. What can you do today or tomorrow to be a bit more focused and productive at work? Do you use a list? Do you prioritize what must be done? The same energy and focus. That you put into getting your work cleared the day before vacation. You can use on any day. I challenge you this week to try this philosophy. I am so excited about a way that you can truly live your life to the fullest. It's our newest product called the Ziggler Vault. I'll take just a minute to tell you what's up on the web. The Vault includes all of Zig's best audio and video materials. It's for you to access wherever and whenever you want to for a monthly subscription of $14.97. You can listen and watch whatever topic you want to learn more about, as well as download your favorites. Weekly, we are adding new information and new speakers. You're certainly welcome to call me for more information. 972-383-3268. You can also find some good help at ZigglerVault.com.
2: Zigler,
0: Inspiring true performance.